hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I am Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to Korea, uh, specifically South Korea, not the Hermit Kingdom. We <laughs> are going to the one <laughs> that is more welcoming to outsiders in general uh, to play the game Go Stop, or what is it called? Huato. Huatu, I think, oh, is Huatu. the other... Uh, I think Huatu is the name of the f- colorful flower cards. Uh, it's also known as it's also known as Korean poker. <laughs> no, no, no! It is called Huatu in, in uh, Korean. Uh, as a, I, I think it's a shirt fan the whole game. According to Wikipedia, it is called. This is Huatu. basically going to be the entire episode. We think this, but we could be wrong. <laughs> Which is a great parallel to playing Go Stop. <laughs> um. This uh, is a very popular game in Korea. As Alex said, it's also called Korean Poker. It is just a really, really common and popular game. Uh, It can be played as a gambling game for money, both serious money or as sort of a fun, you know, playing with pennies at uh, at family get-togethers. Or you can play it totally without money. Although I do get the appeal of playing even for like little money placeholders or money like coins coins or something like that i think that's even playing for small amounts of money makes this game a little more exciting but it does play well even if you play without money um it is a game using the japanese hanafuda deck you can play with the hanafuda deck or you can play with a specific go stop deck it just there's a just a minor change in that in that you have a few extra cards that are jokers and some of the cards are labeled more clearly to be they're the bright cards and they are called the bright cards and they have a little symbol on them to clarify that these are the bright cards to avoid confusion because the pictures on the cards are also other things in the deck as well so um yes there are two ways to play but you can obviously play with any hanafuda deck you can find or the specific go stop deck the decks themselves are made of plastic credit card like material um Cards Wait, cut into. Your, are yours what? plastic? Are yours not? No, mine are oh. like. Mine are, are like. I don't know paper? what the heck. They're actual. Well, they're not thin paper. It's like, it's like a cardboard type wrapped up. They're like, it's a literal Nintendo made Hanafuda deck. Because uh, if if some of you don't know this, Nintendo started their company making Hanafuda decks in like, like. 1901 uh, and that's all they did and then they're like hey eventually they're like let's we're we're in the gaming business right let's try making an uh, uh entertainment console uh right. and they they still actually make hanafuda decks to this day and i have a a, a literal nintendo hanafuda deck uh which i still i think they're actually handmade um so oh mine, wow it, so yours are like i mean it's possible it's plastic I I don't know. I mean, it's possible they print it and they just hand like put things together. But it's a, like a nice like it feels like it's a cardboard, but it's been wrapped in like paper to like kind of make sure everything is black around the edges and the back stuff. So it's a really nice deck. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, I that is my mistake then because the one all the ones that I've seen are like a credit card material, and um, so I, I wonder if those. Of course, the only ones that I've seen are ones in like Korean drugstores. <laughs> So I uh, I don't know if it's the cheap version or if it's more, I, how more much, like a, here, how about how about this? How much did you spend for yours? I can't remember. It was under ten dollars. It was like six or six or eight bucks, maybe. Alright, see there. I paid twenty dollars for mine. Ooh. 
Oh boy. Well, if yours is hand painted, I can understand that. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, so I guess there's a variety of them I didn't realize. But the ones that I've seen most commonly at like drugstores are these credit card materials, which is kind of nice because they come in a little carrying container. Well, I'm sure they all come in a carrying container, but they're also they really durable and they're um, going to stand up to a lot of abuse. And these are made to be played a lot. Um, because the, if you're, I don't know, if you're into this game, you're probably going to play it a lot. Um, the downside of that, though, is that they're a little harder to shuffle than paper. There is a little trick to them, and uh, you, you can get you get better at it as, as you play it, but there is a bit of a trick to shuffling the credit card stack. Uh, as you can imagine, you can't, fl- uh, what do they call it, the flutter shuffle or... Um, riffle shuffle? Riffle shuffle, there you go. Riffle shuffle. Um, you can riffle shuffle them if, if you're very careful. Like, if you're good at, like, shuffling... Um, Carcassonne tiles, it's not that much different. <laughs> right. I guess if you're practice, I have never been able to shuffle like hard things that can't bend. <laughs> riffle shuffle. I know people can, like they can do it with poker chips and riffle shuffle those. So anyway, it's a, it's a way to practice that, I guess. Um, but anyway, these cards themselves are also much smaller. They're about a quarter the size of a standard American playing card or poker card. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're one inch by two inch, something like that. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah. And so they're very small, um, which is nice because for portability and for this series of reviews, perfect fit for as I'm shaking it next to the microphone. You can hear my hard card deck. Um, they're very good for like throwing in a bag. This is definitely a pocket sized game. And Hanafuda decks in general are a pocket sized um, game system, I guess you could call call them a playing card deck. Uh, so there is very easy portability here. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into actually how you play. And Alex, oh good boy. luck with this one. Because oh, Hanafuda, uh, I'm not sorry, not Hanafuda, Go Stop is a game of insane if this then that rule systems. And so I wouldn't even try to get too deep into that. I would just give broad structures of how you play the game and the fact that you have to align sets to score sets All <laughs> because right. otherwise right, we, we will be here for an hour. I'll go. I'm not going like, to go into all the other detail. Coffee, in fact, right? I'm just I'm going to let the audience know I'm stripping out anything that has to do with betting for the most part. I may throw in things here and there. I've never played with betting. I, I, I'll get to why I haven't played with betting later. But all right, so deck. The deck has 48 uh, cards in it. And that's not including jokers. If you have jokers, you can you're usually throw throw in two jokers. But I'm not going to talk about any more jokers other than that. Jokers, I might come back to it way later in the podcast. But that's it. So you have 48 <laughs> uh, cards in the deck. Each card, there are essentially four cards per month of the year. So there's 12 months in the year. Four times 12, that's 48. And you know the month months match because they basically as i mentioned these are flower cards so they all have similar flowers on them although some of them might not quite look like they're the same there are a few that kind of stick out and that's going to be the theme there's going to be something that just sticks out and doesn't quite match and the general rule is if it's december it probably doesn't match uh so uh the, the how the game actually plays is the game is meant to be played with three players, but uh, you can play with two, and you technically can play with more. Uh, although, if you are playing with more, the way it works is is that cards are dealt out, and then depending on certain situations, only three people will play. So it, it'll be a system where the first the 
the person after the dealer will say, yeah, I'm going to play. And the next one will say, no, I'm not going to play. And then the next person will, as like default, has to play. So it's always a game played with at most three, but you can have more people. It's just they might have to sit out a few rounds here and there uh, in order to play. So that that's how you play with more. But it's really a two- or three-player game if you're not trying to do anything crazy. Uh, in a two-player game, the way that the, the cards will be dealt uh, is you will deal five to each player and then four face up to the table and then another five to each player and then four face up to the table in a three-player game you will deal four to each player then three up to the table and then three to each player and then three more up to the table uh face up to the table so uh, it changes the starting situation changes variability but essentially each player will have 10 and then 8 in the center for a two-player game, and then each player will have 7 and then 6 face-up on the table for a three-player game. Uh, and then what's going to happen is, I, I, I'm going to come back to here. There are a few things you have to check first, but I'm actually going to how to play the game first. Uh, <laughs> on your turn, starting with the dealer, uh, what you're going to do is you're basically always going to be playing one from your hand and then one flipped over from the from the, the stock or basically the, the remainder of the deck. Uh, and you're playing them onto or into the table. Uh, so of those cards that were there, either the six or the eight that start on the table, you're going to try and match the months up because that's basically what the months are going to be doing in this game uh, is you're going, oh, this flower matches this flower. I will play it onto that one. Uh, and then you flip one over from the, the stack and go, oh, this one also matches. Or if it doesn't match, you don't. it just goes off to the side. Any matches you make, you get to keep and kind of put in your little tableau area. Uh, now... Uh, I'm gonna now I'm gonna jump back even though it might not make sense. The other things you need to check for is now that we know about months and stuff more a little bit more is at the beginning of the game everyone has to check their hand and you also have to check the table. If anyone has all four months in their hand, uh, which means you technically could never play it and get stuff, uh, the game immediately ends uh, and that person wins. If multiple people do, then I don't really remember what happens. I think they both win, but they win chips or something like that from the person who didn't have it. Some yeah. if I have no clue it's probably because it has something to do with betting uh and if the the table has four of one month in it uh then no one wins and the game immediately ends uh, and you just start over again uh but other than that that's what happens now there are again a few other caveats that happen uh there if you have three of one month in your hand you have the option of showing them and other stuff. I'm not going to get into that. It's way too much detail. It, this is something you learn like on the third time you start playing. It's like, oh, now I understand that. So I'm just going to skip over that. Basically, you're going to try and match things up and hope you get lucky and match other things up. Uh, there are basically four types of cards. Not, I'm not talking about months anymore. Uh, they're, they're, the months are we're past that. The each of the cards can fall into one of four categories. It is either a bright, a uh, animal, a ribbon, or junk. Uh, and it's one of those four categories. Some of them actually fall into multiples of them. There are five bright cards, and they're in a ghost stop deck. These are indicated by having a, a little like red dot with a... Um, uh, I think it's a Korean character. I'm assuming it could be a Japanese character or it could be a Chinese character. I have no idea. I don't read any of those languages. Uh, 
but if you have a Hanafuda deck, those dots won't be there. You just have to be able to recognize them. They're the ones that kind of stand out, and they have a lot more stuff on them. But uh, there's one, uh, there's never more than one in a month. So there are basically five months. They'd be January, March, August, November, and December. There is a bright card in it. And I don't know why it's called bright. Uh, some of them have suns on them, so I guess maybe that's why they're called bright. Um, yeah. Then there are animal cards. There are a total of, uh, let's see, one, two, uh, ten animal cards. Uh, and in those animals, there are birds, which relate to just their animals. And some of them aren't even animals. One's a bridge and one's a sake cup. Uh, so... You know, whatever. Who who, who cares? Uh, then there are ribbons. There are ten ribbons. These are really easily to, easy to identify. Some of them are red. Some of them are blue. Some of them have writing on them. Some of them don't. And again, that pertains to scoring later, which I'll get to, which is very complicated. And then there's a bunch of cards that basically just have flowers on them and nothing else, although one of them technically is thunder, although it's hard to tell that it's thunder. It doesn't really look like it. It really just looks like a big red blob with some black stuff on it it's but that counts as two junk and there's another card that counts as two junk and the sake cup technically can be junk if you want it to be junk or it can be an animal all right so that is how it how it pans out uh <laughs> essentially the while you're I, I, this is just i the more i talk the more insane this sounds, it sounds <laughs> and, so it, and it is this is really a game you have to play like three times before you're like Okay, I think I know what's happening. Uh, it keeps going around and until someone scores a set amount of points in a three-player game. As soon as someone gets three points, then they have the option to either say, oh, we're going to stop and I win, or you know, let's keep going and maybe I can get more points. And hopefully I'll be able to earn more points in order to call stop again, therefore winning even more points or even more money depending on if you're playing with money. In a two-player game, you usually decide on either five or seven points to stop at. Um, I don't. It. I, I. Every time I ask the other person I'm playing with, "What do you want to play to?" They're like, "I don't know. Let's just play." Uh, so, however you want to do it. Uh, I usually go to five, although sometimes seven if you want to just be a little bit more challenging and make it a bit more fair to the other player that's doing horrible. Although I feel like that's always me. Uh, so <laughs> who knows. Uh, all right, the way things score, because you need to know how things score, because you're always checking after you grab cards, how many points do I have, because I need to know whether I'm going to say go or whether I'm going to call stop. Here's how it breaks down. The bright cards. If you have five bright cards, that's 15 points. If you have four bright cards, that's four points. If you have three bright cards, but not including December, because we hate December, uh, that's three points. If you have three bright cards, but one of them is December, that's just two points. And if your opponent has no brights, uh, then you actually get a doubling bonus for that. Animals. Animals. If you have five animals, you have one point. And then every additional animal on top of that is an additional one point. So if, say, for example, you had six animals, that would be two points. One for the first five and one for the additional one. Uh, if you... Uh, and I'll get to... So I was going to jump ahead a little bit. All right. Uh, if you have three bird cards, and then these would be the cards that have birds on them, and that's not the one that's December, even though December has a bird on it, because no one likes December, apparently, and also not the bright card that has a bird on it, because it's a bright card. It's it's so much better than that. Uh, You're getting lost, You will man. score... <laughs> you will You're score... down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. You will score five... Oh, my God. My cheeks are hurting. All right. You will score five points points for those three birds again that aren't december if you also have seven total animals you get a doubling bonus for all of the animal stuff uh 
Ribbons, the way the ribbons work. If you have five ribbons, much like animals, you get one point, and for every additional ribbon, you get an additional one point. If you have the three red poems, then these are the red ribbons that have writing on them, you get three points. If you have the three blue poems, uh, and you don't really have to worry if they have writing because they're all the blue ones have writing on them, you get three points. If you have the three blank poems, and these are r red uh, ribbons that don't have writing on them, but also we don't count December, even though December has a red ribbon with no writing on it, you get three points. Because again, we don't like December. Uh, and then the last category is junk. If you have 10 junk cards, or I'm sorry, I should say 10 junk, because there are two cards that are junk that are double junk. Uh, if you have 10 junk cards, that's one point, and for every additional one, you get one point. And then also, if your opponent has four or less junk, uh, you double that uh, particular score that is all the scoring so again you check to see how many points you have if you have the the requirement that you set at the beginning of the game uh, you can either say go or you can stop and then there's a bunch of other additional rules like if you match double when you play your card so if you play a card and the one you flip over matches another card you get some junk from someone or if the card you play also matches the card that you flip over you get some junk from the other player if when you play you match something but then the card you flip over also matches that same thing and it makes a stack of three uh then you don't get anything and it just stays there into a stack of three uh if when you play the fourth card on a stack of three, you also get the junk, one junk from the other player. And if you get the last two cards left on the table, uh, which would technically, uh, that would score you an additional junk from every opponent as well. And there's probably a bunch of other stuff I missed, but that's essentially how you play. How you actually play is you play and then you figure it out by the fifth game. Right. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, so as that, you get all That's tell, the game. <laughs> there this is a game that feels like over the years it was just everyone's like hey here's a thing we could add in or here's a thing we could add in once you get past all that this is a very fun game of a series of push your luck components and um strategy on on reading the other player so it it definitely there is like so calling it the korean poker feels apt like it feels like a poker structure where you're trying to read other players and what they're trying to do, but also what you, and yeah, well, what they're trying to do, I guess, full stop. Uh, but th what's nice is you can see what everyone has already, so you can see their strategies growing, so you have a sense of what they might be trying to do, but you don't really have a sense of like what's in their hand necessarily, um, but you can get kind of clues here and there. And so once you get into it, it is really fun, but there is a big wall of... <laughs> rules to get over the way to do that though i think and this is um one like i'd played this a while ago and then i brought this one to the table and kind of regretted it but then we played it i got i was like all right no this is better than i remember i played this a while ago and it was, we played a few games with a friend of mine who knew how to play and he was very patient but it, we were i was still just very lost by the end of the game and when we refreshed and played together, we started by playing just the core structure of the game, which is place a card out to try to match something and then flip a card from the deck. And if the deck matches something, um, it, whatever matches in that turn of you placing one and flipping one, you take. And there are other things that can happen. If both match, then you can steal a card from another player. But just play that out completely to the end without worrying about points and then tally up your points and then play regularly because that'll give you a sense of how points work and what scoring is. The other thing to do is, of course, for the while, you're going to want to have a little reference sheet 
or your laptop open to reference uh, as you play this game just to get a sense of it. I, you could easily print up a quick reference sheet of um, how things score. And um, let's see, what else would you print up? It would be just like... Um, I, I, I basically have... What I've printed out is the, the card layout uh, just to say what every category, every month something oh, yeah. is in and what and the card layout. thing yeah. is in. Yeah. And then I have like a little thing of like, oh, here's where how everything scores and then here's like a few other things like what how do you get junk from another player or what happens for the if there are three card stacks because there's weird things with the betting where it's like oh if you play if you add the third stack of three onto the table you technically immediately win there's a lot of immediate win cases that you have to be worried about and also like what do you have to deal to everybody and there are a few other things for like if you call go but i don't use those because again i don't care about future games but um, right it usually would, is something where like oh for every go that was called you get an additional chip or you double the chips if there's more than three goes that were called type of a thing so yeah and i would definitely leave that out i mean if you ever play with someone from korea who is probably knows this game and they play for like you know pennies then you're gonna need to know that but for the most part i mean getting into this game there's no need to worry about the betting at all i i can definitely see myself getting into the betting side just play like my wife and i would well, i think would enjoy this game um to play back and forth and try to you know top each other but but like like alex was saying you don't need to worry about future games you're just trying to play a round or two of this for fun it's a it's a light enough game once you can get it understood uh it does ramp up a little bit and in, in once the betting is involved but but yeah i would just have a reference sheet of some kind and you could print one up or use the, there's a really great web website uh, maybe we can put on Instagram to give people a, a link to to look for a reference. But yeah, just the scoring combinations and their intricacies, and then uh, like Alex was saying, uh, a layout of the cards because it kind of helps. the The most important thing about this game is to know what's in the deck, of course, and then how they combine. and And there's just a few weird things. Alex mentioned some of them in the explanation where it's like, why doesn't that go with that? It's also a ribbon. It's like ah, well, usually it's because it's December. It's but December. <laughs> it's, it's also because it doesn't have writing on it or it's not the right color and uh or it does have writing on it and so convoluted things and and then anyway once again i'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole of the animals and this isn't an animal but this one is (laughs) either but there's just some weird convoluted things and it, it is cool because there's sort of that historical feel of a very very old structure of a hanafuda deck um being used for an um an old but less old game where they just sort of use the deck and tried to put and put a game onto it. Um, so it is a beautiful deck to play with. Art wise, it's very cool to look at. There's some oh, yeah. very cool traditional old looking art uh, on these cards. But yeah, that's that's would be my suggestion is to just you know play play through one game without worrying anything about go or stopping and just score up your points. Just so you have a sense of what you're gonna get by the end of a game or close to the end of a game and how easy it is to get things and how they score, and then play again with your reference sheet um, using the best uh, scoring and understanding scoring, and then play two more times, <laughs> and then you'll have it down. <laughs> uh, but the nice thing about these games are pretty quick, and it really it really does, uh, it helps to have someone who's played it before, but in our case, <laughs> after my refresher, I introduced this to you, you learned how to play it, I thought I knew, I had forgotten, and you retaught me how to play it, so. <laughs> I spent so- <laughs> a week trying to figure out how to play this game, because again, I bought mine as a nintendo deck and the only rules i got in my game was uh the rules to hachi hachi all in japanese and then <laughs> rules to another game so yeah so you had to learn japanese are also all in japanese <laughs> so 
neither of which were ghost up. So I'm like looking all online to be like, all right, can someone just teach me how to play? And I'm like, and essentially it's what I got was basically what I just taught. But <laughs> when, when you're taught that way, it is the worst. You need to play with someone else to basically learn this game. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Because I eventually started watching a few like let's plays here and there where people would be like, Oh, let's play a game. And I'd be like, all right, I'm kind of picking up on the on how this works so that when I read the rules, I'd be like, that's what you're talking about. And then like my brain would be like, but what happens in this case? And then I'd look through the rules and I'd be like, all right, that's where that is. And there are still a few things where I'm like, well, like what happens if not only you match both of yours, but you also got the last two? Do you get one junk from everybody or do you get two junk from everybody? It I, it's not clear that I, I did not find that anywhere. Uh, I think that's I, I think it's one of those things you just have to house rule because I think yeah. this game is based off of house ruling everything. Right. Yes. Yeah. It it feels like a game that has a lot of history. <laughs> I mean, it's like poker. Yeah. If like <laughs> I, I, I if can't poker met Calvin Ball, enough. it would be this game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Calvin Ball as a card game. Um, yeah, it just feels like someone's being like, uh, uh, no, that's not right because, uh, that ribbon is not the same color. So there we go. So actually it's negative <laughs> or, uh, uh, that, that guy is not an animal, even though there's a frog next to him. Um, anyway, so a lot of just kind of silly, crazy rules, but once you get past all that, this is a really fun, fun, fast paced, um, game and and the fact that you play with two to three or potentially more although i could see that just being unwieldy trying to be like wait who's in this round who's not um two to three players it's it's really really fun and i i I do like this game a lot it now that i've more familiar with the structure uh, the strategies of this game sort of manifest themselves as you obviously understand how scoring works more clearly and become very clear and there is more depth than just you know a cursory few plays are going to let you get into but um there's enough to get you engaged and get you really interested in this game so i think this game is quite fun and uh i hope i hope to see more people playing it around here i'd I'd never heard of it before i got introduced to it earlier last year and um i could see why it's so popular in korea all right i i Oh, I took ahead. this one out just to just to make an easy segue here. I took this one out recently, uh, and the first time I was playing it, and so and this was me like holding all these rules in my head with a thing, and after I'd like walked to a place to go eat with my wife, at, and on the walk I'm like kind of explaining what what the game is. She's like, "Can you explain to me the game as we go?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna try, but you're gonna hate this." <laughs> uh, as I was playing it, I was there was I some. An Asian woman looking at me and just that she had this huge smile on her face. And I'm not sure if the huge smile was, oh, my gosh, they're playing Ghost Up. That's awesome. Or if the huge smile was like, oh, God, they are not ready for this <laughs> type of a smile. It was one of the two, maybe a mix of both. <laughs> you were either part of the joke or the butt of the joke. Not sure what exactly. you were. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really sure. But anyway, uh, taking this game out. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is definitely one that are, it will draw attention because it is very it's it's simple I think it's small little cards, but they're so abstract. Like there's no looking at someone play this game, there is no way you would pick up how to hold, fully play this game. You would get that, oh, it's matching things, but oh, that is just the scratching of the surface of this game. So, it I'm it, it would definitely draw attention and it is um uh anyway, it's a it's a nice it looks nice on your table for sure. All right. Well, it's a good transition to taking out. Let's talk about taking this game out. Um, all right. So if you're actually physically going to take this game out, 
once again, it's going to hit a lot of pluses in uh, the category of taking out just because of a the initial size of cards, which are, like we said, a quarter the size of a poker card approximately, and um, the amount. You're playing with a 48-card deck, and in the middle of the table, you're going to have a draw pile, and you're going to have a, a beginning tableau of eight cards. In your hand, you're going to have ten cards, <clears throat> and that's it. Uh, on your turn, as you play cards and match them, the tableau is going to slowly shrink. Um, it's it's slower than I you expect it to go. I think, at least for me, I always think it's gonna it could potentially shrink faster than it does. But it's the math of this game and the way it's um, played may, means that it's it slowly shrinks because obviously you're taking things away, but sometimes you're going to be adding things because they don't match, and so it'll refill slightly, but never. Rarely back to eight. I don't think I've ever played it where it goes back to eight. Um, and that, so anyway, taking out is very easy. The fact that these cards are small, the fact that you have very few in your hand. I guess the other thing that I should say is that you are going to have the one thing that will be growing is next to you, and this needs to be visible to all players, uh, is your collection of cards. And typically, the way you're going to arrange that as the sets, not of the months, but what type they are. You're going to be putting all the junk together, which you'll probably have the most of. Then you're going to be putting all the animals together, all the ribbons together, and the bright cards together in some orientation. So that will be growing. But once again, these cards are fairly small, so that stack can be feathered or arranged in some way that can be tucked kind of here or there, as long as everyone can see what you have. Um, but anyway, the, the structure of this game is nice in the fact that you do have a central tableau, but you can arrange it. There's no like specific orientation it needs to be. There just needs to be eight cards out there in the draw deck. So you can arrange it in kind of whatever way you want, unless you're playing with a hardcore traditionalist, um, around any kind of food, really. This does probably uh, butt up against the pizza rule that I have <laughs> somewhat <laughs> sometimes instituted in that this might not be the best game for pizza but i think it's still very playable in the fact that you can just have it off to the side of the pizza and the fact that it only plays two to three at the most um what you're probably going to play this two to three at the most means that you can still very much play with a big meal in front of you a shared meal in front of you and then this off to the side while you're eating and you could your greasy fingers won't matter at least with my deck because it is made of plastic <laughs> so you can easily mine, rinse it off mine is a really nice deck and i would yeah. not want to yeah play i would definitely that. not definitely definitely not do that you should go pick up a very go find a korean grocery store and pick up cheap one at the beauty counter which is where i found mine and uh i went to, with... i went to an asian store i'm like do you have a hanafuda deck and they're like we have this one it's the last one i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, they're probably lying to you. They're probably like, yeah, this idiot doesn't know what he wants. They have 800. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just tell everyone the it's the last one. Uh, I had fun. Actually, this is this was this is one that I would recommend going to. Uh, obviously, if you're going to get it online, you can do that. But I would recommend going to a Korean store near you or an Asian store near you, see if they have it. I went to mine, and I had a fun conversation with the lady at the beauty counter. Um kind of do the same thing sort of the same thing that sounds like the woman that you encountered when you're t were taking out where she was just kind of she got a big kick out of the fact that i was trying to play this game and uh and uh, anyway we chatted about the game and the history of the game and how popular it was in korea and how it's like it's like recommended for elderly people for mental uh, acuity and as a treatment there and you know this is something that actually here we talk about about board games being a uh, a good mental challenge and puzzles for the elderly anyway you can go down a rabbit hole as well of just talking about this game but all right what was i saying taking out <laughs> i don't know what it is about this game but it just makes you go down off on tangents um okay yeah so taking out really good uh really highly functional for taking out 
All right. Um, who who would and would not like this game? More than almost any other game we've played here, there is a hard hard line, I think, of who would and would not <laughs> like this game. And one of the main things is, do you have patience for learning the rules, uh, uh, an intricate set of rules? And it's much less intricate than it seems at first blush, but there is a lot of stuff to remember. I do think that is lessened drastically by having that reference sheet or reference uh, thing on your phone or wherever uh it makes it much easier to be like oh what's that okay cool because once you reference it the rules are the rules themselves are very clear there's just a lot of little ones a lot of like if this then that for each set of things animals ribbons brights junk there is three or four conditions typically that that you can score different ways to score them or different um ways that they can score negatively or positively for you so you just having that reference is is just huge and once you have that it's it makes the game so much more functional um other than that i mean i don't know what what else would you say is the biggest roadblock to someone getting i into mean this game? it's i think that's mostly it i can i can say this i played a three-player game a few days ago um and i think after you play basically if you play one game uh, you know whether or not you want to. You can even, you can tell who wants to keep playing this game. My wife, when she played her first game, technically her second game because the first game I immediately won because I had all all of one suit. So the second game that we played, uh, <laughs> after that she the the first thing she said after we played is okay. Wait a minute, let's play this again. I think I'm getting this. And if someone says that they you're going to enjoy the game. If if after I explained all of those rules, you were able to go. You know what? Maybe you're probably gonna like this game. The other person that I played with, they after the game, they kind of were like, "Okay." And if 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 that's kind of what you're thinking right now, you probably don't want to play this game. I mean, it is partially luck based because you know it's it's based on what you flip out. It's a what they call a fishing game, so you don't have complete control over things. But you know, the way you're playing, it it's it's a kind of like as we started this this particular season out with backgammon uh is kind of what i partially relate this to is you know it's a game you're going to be kind of relaxing to and you technically can be making bets too which again i don't make bets on backgammon so i i don't use that doubling cube ever so it doesn't really matter to me uh i i just it it doesn't add flavor to me to add bets i just want to play the pure game i don't want to have to worry about gaining or losing money i've never been a, a betting man uh so but yeah, it's it's if if you're willing to give it give it a chance, you're probably going to enjoy it. And if you aren't, then you probably aren't. Uh, sure. But the the real true question is is would my mom like this game? <laughs> God no, your mom. This is a hard no. Like I think you're the funny thing is I think your mom would enjoy the vibe and structure of this game because it's actually a lot of like things that she likes like there's some push your luck here there is the potential for maybe betting a little uh, something on it there is um some really great moments of like ha oh okay ha oh i hope i'm gonna yes or oh i didn't uh but there's no way in hell she would get past the rule structures (laughs) and i don't think anyone that i i don't think my parents would either to be fair all right what do you think i am i am putting this one down as a maybe no and i totally agree with you she absolutely hate this game but 
I think if I like made my own deck that removed all of those confusing things of is this a bird? Is this a, does this ribbon count? If I sure. just got rid of all of it and made a deck that was basically the same, but like changed it to actual suits of like, oh, these are diamonds and these are hearts, and you know, these are you know. All the red ones are the bright ones. So if it's a red card, then you know. And if it has an actual ribbon on it, then it's an actual ribbon. Or like, like if I made a deck that removed all of this confusion, and so that you could look on a score sheet and go, "Oh, that goes with that," and it was really easy to tell. Oh, this is obviously, you know, December. Or in my case, it would be these are all diamonds. Obviously, I know that this matches that. So if it wasn't something where she'd look at it and go, "I have no idea what this means," uh, she would. She would love this game, but unfortunately, I'm never going to make that deck. I'm putting this down as a maybe no, with with the maybe part being the fact that everything but the fact that the deck is so confusing is preventing her from playing this game. So she would love this game if she didn't have to learn the deck. Right. And that's fair. I feel like you totally could make this much more um, directly understandable by making the deck... <laughs> That much more directly clear, or like even less more abstract, uh, or more simplified. I guess not necessarily more abstract, but more simplified um, for sure. There is a there is the joy of playing with the Honda Fuda deck, but yeah, definitely um, that would make. Actually, if you do, you should put it up on Instagram so people can see like an option. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe one day if my mom is it's a lot of work (laughs) dying to play a bunch of games with me, I'll do that. She's suddenly in a Korean game, <laughs> traditional Korean game mode, then that's the opportunity. Um, all right, so yes, there there is a bit of a barrier to entry here in the complexity of the rules, but once you get past that, this is a really fun game. It's got a great vibe. Like Alex mentioned, you can play it just sort of chilling out over beers or passively. That's not a lot of they're not a high stakes. It plays quickly. You can set a number of rounds or just play as you as you feel like it. Um, so this is a recommendation for sure. Just know that coming in, if we haven't stressed it enough, <laughs> it's going to take a few playthroughs for you to master it or at least understand it without having to be scratching your head on why it is. <laughs> I, well, or just being like, what, really? Um, anyway, so that is Go Stop or Huatu. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that terribly. Uh, I, I want to mention one more thing. Godori. Yeah, Godori uh, is the other if, thing if, if you like this idea of the game, but you don't have anyone who's willing to go through it with you, uh, I, I actually learned about this, this game or a game like it. The I think it's uh, Koi Koi is the game, which is like an, a much easier version. Uh, it's a less advanced version of Ghost Stop, uh, which is played in Japan. I learned about it slightly before you brought it up, which is how I knew anything about Hanafuda decks uh, when you brought it up. Uh, if there's uh, Nintendo, actually, if you have a Nintendo Switch, they have a game that has like 51 base, like games in it, like chess and checkers and a bunch of other stuff in there. And Hanafuda, they call it Hanafuda in this one. I don't know why they don't just call it Koi Koi uh, in that game. So if you want to kind of play against a computer and kind of slowly learn it, that is a really easy way to kind of... St- Dip your toe into a slightly easier version of Go Stop. So that, <laughs> just to put that out there, I think it's called yeah. uh, Clubhouse Fifty One is the game collection that it's in. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Koi Koi is the Japanese uh, similar game that apparently was we 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 both thought that Go Stop was 
came out of that because much much more complicated. But apparently, Ghost Top came first, and uh, then uh, Koi Koi became <laughs> came later because I don't know. They were like, this, "This is ridiculous. We're getting rid of some of this." But uh, but yeah, that's a good way. To, that's a good way to do it. Hanif, this honestly it does make me want to go down the rabbit hole of uh, that's a phrase I've been using a lot tonight. Rabbit hole um, of the Hanafuda decks and games you can play with them. Obviously, American playing cards. There's a lot of games that we we grew up playing as in families, or you've heard of them at least. And there's a similar thing with Hanafuda deck, um, and it's just cool. It's a cool deck to engage with. It's so it's so vibrant, and colorful, and abstract that it's just fun to to engage with. So yeah, highly recommend that as well. All right, everybody, we got through a ghost stop. A high recommend with a, with some caveats, <laughs> but definitely check it out. And uh, you can check us out in a couple different ways and get a hold of us through Instagram and Twitter at Chits and Chat. Um, I apologize once again. This has just been a crazy few weeks as school starts, and I have no catchphrase. I will try to Guess do better. What? You literally do. It's the thing you said like five times this episode, which is going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. I'm going down a rabbit hole. That's that's true. I have been saying my catchphrase the whole time. <laughs> We're going down a rabbit hole. Um, that will be my catchphrase, and that was my catchphrase, regardless of whether or not I was aware of it for this evening. So <laughs> thank you all for listening. Go down your own rabbit holes with this game or any other game and get a hold of us. Let us know how you guys are doing. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and yeah, we will catch you all on the next episode. Mm-hmm.